Have you set a course for your life? Do you do that every day? Knowing what you want is intention. Knowing how to get there is a study in conscious action. This is a show about living consciously. It is about our choices, hopes, dreams, work, love, vision, and the practice of healing and becoming. Welcome to Cruising in the Light and Shadow. My name is Sheila Marie, also known as Kicha. And I am Inanna Moon. Welcome. It's fall now, and I can actually feel the change in the atmosphere and the weather. How about that? It's Southern California, and you can feel the change of seasons. Right? And the sunlight. Yes. Um, And also, um, dreams have become a little more lucid. I guess is the word. I'm, oh. I'm remembering my dreams a little more. So I thought... Um, because it's autumn, you feel? I or feel. because Oh, okay. Maybe. Right. I mean, dreams obviously all year long, but um, they just seem to be a little more intense now, and people mm. around me are having more intense dreams. And so uh, I, I thought, why don't we talk about dreams? Yes, yes. Um, it's interesting because... We, um, it depends on what, what you think about them personally, but from my point of view, dreaming, um, has taken on a little bit of a new shape. And there was something you were mentioning, which was the thinning of the veil. Yes. And for me, several years ago, can, can we explain the thinning of the veil yes. for those that don't know? Yes. Um, several years ago, there I heard that the veil would thin and that's the that's the veil between those who are in the physical world and those who are in the world of spirit so when you pass when you when you die <laughs> when someone dies they pass across the veil um leaving the earthly form but they're still a living being and um to my way of thinking, which isn't just mine, but that I agree with, which is in several belief systems, depends on yours, but that the soul is comprised of the personality that you have now, your life experiences, perhaps life, past life experiences as well, your karma Um, and the higher mind, the higher soul that connects to or relates to all spirit. So it's all together in you. And whether you're in this body, another body, another lifetime, you still have that personality, but you might emerge different personality traits to fit that lifetime. You'll have the they're called sanskaras in in Sanskrit, um, but they're the personality traits. You might emerge personality traits to be um, a farmer in one lifetime or a film producer in another <laughs> lifetime. So could that be why people who are like a film producer, for instance, mm-hmm. and and this is so not me, but have um, a green finger and like oh, I, you know, I like to grow my, my vegetables and look at me, you know, I can grow corn and carrots and all that. Is it because of a past life possibly from... There could be other past lives, yes. If you're saying you were a producer of something, perhaps you were a Ooh. leader of, uh, Didn't even think of, of, that. A, of a city, of a nation, of an, in another time. Um, you might... It's very... It is 
frequent, actually, that, um, for instance, soldiers are very often soldiers in several lifetimes. Um, People that do the kinds of things I do, healing work, seem to be healers in various forms in other lifetimes. So there may be relationships between lifetimes. Um, um, You know, (laughs) I was about to say, you know, so many people wonder, well, was I a king or a queen in a lifetime? Well, you may have some of the sanskaras of being a leader in that form. Um, But, but, you know, it's not necessarily. It's not. I'm sorry to say we weren't all Cleopatra. <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't all Cleopatra. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Darn. Um, but, but um, so the veil. Going back to the veil. Uh, no, no. Um, is is about um, the fact that we're going through a change now, which we did talk a little bit about in the first podcast, yes, episode, which was um, that we're in a time of great transformation. Can you tell? Can you tell? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, And that, um, that, um, like all passages, there are situations, um, a way of thinking, philosophies, and so forth that are on the rise, and then those that are on that are falling. And those are the, it's a cycle that we live in anyway of creation, mm. sustaining, transformation or destruction, if you want, but something falling apart for something else new to rise up. And so when we talk about the veil and the fact that there was a, or that there was a message, not only to me, but many others who do this kind of work, a message that the veil is thinning would mean many things. One, that very many, there are many more people who see spirit than there used to be. There are people who are like, why am I more, I've had so many clients come in who say, why am I more intuitive yeah. than I used to be? I can, I'm anticipating things and they're happening. Yeah. Um, and one of the other things though would be that spirit is and our spirit guides in particular, it's considered the possibility that the thinning of the veil means they are closer to us and they can help us more as we go through this transition. And that would be why the veil, that would be one of the reasons the veil might actually thin. This, this, it's, they're, they're more discernible. Spirit is more discernible to humans. I, uh, I had a friend recently ask me, what is a spirit guide? How do I know who my spirit guide is? Um, how do we find this out? We um, pretty much we each have a committee. Oh, cool! And <laughs> so you're unless you start asking your guides. By the way, who are each of you? <laughs> and you want to know that you probably won't know. You won't know who your spirit guides are. Sometimes they are they are always higher guides. First of all, if you're they're a spirit guide, they have a wisdom. And a connection to higher guidance, guardianship, protecting you, helping you go forward on your life's journey because you kind of mapped a plan before you came here. Before every time you come here, you kind of map out what you'd like to do, the finishing off of karma, 
um, things you want to do for humanity, things you want to do because you have creative abilities, all of us do, and maybe you want to, again, emerge those qualities when you come back here. And so those guides are there, various kinds of guides who are good at various things are with you to do that. And so some of them were... um, maybe ancient relations. Some of them have not been in this lifetime, but have stayed in a pure form of, of, of spirit, of consciousness. Like an angel? An angel, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there are angel guides. There are, okay, let's get into it. There are fairy guides, which mean uh, all kinds of spirit who have, have been through the things we have been through. Oh, and okay. so they're so relatable to us. They're so. relatable to yes, exactly. Rather than yeah, they understand the big us, right? <laughs> right. <Okay. laughs> and then there are those too. There are higher deities. There are the ascended masters of various kinds. From um, some people may have heard of the names like uh, Paul the Venetian, Saint Germain. Buddha is an ascended master. Jesus would be considered an ascended master. And um, yeah, people who've walked through all of their life's issues and have ascended out of just almost necessarily, if you finished off your human business, you now rise into a vibrational place that's kind of a go-between and a helper guide. So then that would be the other side of the veil. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. And very I, much connected, though, to this side of the <laughs> of the veil. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm very excited because I know we we can uh, probably touch on guides um, at a future we show. We will do that in so a future exciting. show. Yeah. But so they would. So guides would come. One of the ways guides would come through would be through our dreams. That's one of the ways they connect to us. Because you said you had friends who are saying, now, who are these guides and what do they do and why don't I know them? Yeah. Um, because they're not to interfere with our life and our we, we have free will here on earth and we are the ones making our choices. No one else is doing that. Um, we can give over our power and let other people make choices for us, but we're the ones making even that choice. And so they stay in a subtle place and where they can help you make your way through. And you will have difficult times, quite obviously. It's like, well, where are my guides when that car crash happened and so forth? But if you were learning through that, if there was a, a... good reason for that and I'm not sitting here saying what the good reasons would be for that but but there it's it's possible it's possible well, I always sit there look for the silver lining yes. so you never know yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and very often after you get through a difficult situation even when you've had dreams and so forth you do see something positive on the other side of it but sometimes it takes a long time <laughs> to see what that positive is um yeah. Did we want to, I wanted to discuss that dream I had? Yes, please. Yeah, yeah, so we can do a little, you can help us out and figure out some interpretation. Mm, Okay, yes. So this was like three weeks ago, so I guess, and I remember it pretty vividly. So would you you call that a lucid dream? Is that what we call those? Since it's... Lucid means, yes, that... The simple answer for that is that it's a dream you remember and you remember the details and you are probably then also working your mind, your 
unconscious, your subconscious and your conscious mind together are working on what that means and what it's about. And so you're holding something in you is holding on to that, that lucid is consciousness. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, this dream happened about a day or two before, um, the Burbank fires here in California. Mm. Okay. That were pretty bad, yes. um, that people were like being evacuated and you could see it, you could smell it, you know, far away. So um, I dreamed that uh, my mom was driving my car, the car I have now, my cute little Corolla that we've so talked about. Cars. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, she was driving the car, but it was also me. It was it was my mom, but it was me at the same time. Your mom and you almost overlaid. Oh, yeah. right. But I was also in the back seat sitting with my daughter, who um, in real life, she's 14, but in the dream, she was like eight. Um, so my mom was pulling out, and I remember it being our old house, but we we're pulling out of a driveway, which we never had a driveway. So we're pulling out <laughs> into a driveway, and um, there's smoke on either side. Mm -hmm. On our, my right side, I can clearly see fire, you know, the, the, right. em, the orange, the fire. Mm -hmm and smoke on the other side. And um, so I tell my mom, back up, back up, you know, we have to get out of here. So she backs up the car and she's backing out quickly and I'm frightened because I'm worried we're gonna run somebody over because mm -hmm. now we're surrounded in smoke. And, then all of a sudden, and you have a driveway out of the blue. <laughs> out of the blue, yeah. yeah. And now we're in a parking lot mm -hmm. and um, we're Wait, in- Wait, you're in a parking lot. Okay, now you've moved to a parking yeah, lot. Yeah, okay. all of a sudden as we back up, we're in a parking lot in the middle of a stunt scene with stunt cars and stunt drivers <laughs> and we're just in the scene and I see that the car is going to come hit us mm -hmm. because you know it's it's what's going to happen mm -hmm. and so I'm bracing myself mm -hmm. and I'm yelling at my mom you know let's get out of here let's get out mm -hmm. of this scene mm -hmm. um and I'm worried for my eight-year-old daughter who you I knew you were in a scene yeah you knew that okay. I knew that this All was right. a stunt scene okay. oh, I and see. I knew if we pulled right. out we okay. could get out of it yes and I'm worried about my daughter. And, you know, I look at her and she's laughing hysterically. She's totally fine with it. And then this huge van, like an um, eight-person white van, pulls out, pulls in <coughs> yes. next to us. The side door opens and all these um, guys come out in, uh, in cap, uh, like, bulletproof vests. But written on them are actor <laughs> or character. Brilliant. And, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I love Paul's face over there, our engineer. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like you need some help. Sorry to <laughs> say that. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. So teasing. <laughs> like, <Ooh>. No. <laughs> no, I, well, the first thing I hear is how much control there was for you, that there was an overlap between you and your mother. You were definitely identifying with the mother in this case mm. and um, being her. But yet at the same time, you were in the back seat protecting your daughter. And you were conscious of the smoke going on around you, even if you didn't know what that was. And you pulled out into a scene which... Um, tells me you weren't just going, this is for real. You're going, this is acting, though, because they, they'd had actors <laughs> on written on their clothing. And so you were very much saying, I'm, I've, got, I've got this. I may Ooh. not know what the smoke is on either side. I may not know what the fire is, which is 
fire fire can relate to many things, but I would say this had to do with passion. Fire often means something happen, starting to happen now or igniting now, and you do want to, and you do want to say to yourself, "Okay, I think I've got this. At least I think I do. I think yeah. I understand this." Cars are your life, your body. Sometimes um, the need to go on a journey. Um, it's interesting that it was backing up, mm-hmm. though, is what I find it, and it backed into a scene. It's I'm I'm so I am uh, interpreting uh. this dream um, <laughs> using an intuitive ability together with some practical dream interpretation. I do not know all the interpretations of every symbol and everything, but I'm getting information about how these things connect. It's it's as if th- then there was a um, so back to the dream. It's as if there was a this thing is about something you've been through before. Hmm. And it, you were trying very much in your dream, I would say, anyway, and you can tell me whether this rings true or not, because this is how dream interpretation would work. You have to feel in your gut whether this is accurate for yourself or not. You'll feel satisfied when it's accurate for you if you're doing your own dream interpretation. But that um, you were just trying to get a handle on, I think I recognize all of these things. Oh, and, that does make sense. And it might even be saying to you, if this has happened in the past, um, you're saying, let's get out of here before we get hit, as if maybe you've been hit before or something. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, that would, be, and really that would be all of us anyway, wouldn't right? it? We've all... We all recognize some scenes where it's like, okay, it's time to risk this. It's time to try something again after maybe we've either failed or things didn't work out the way we wanted them to. And so it'll come back around and dreams are a great way for something to say, here we go again. So let's back up into it. Let's get ourselves in position you recognize where you want to be, how you want to handle things. Um, I find it interesting. The daughter, the daughter is actually not your daughter. It's the carefree and the innocent and the ready to go oh. with it. And you said she was laughing and she was having a great time while you were all, oh, my God, what's going to happen? So it could actually be because friend, another friend of mine, Michael, was yes. telling me that um, I was my mom. Or mm-hmm. no, actually, my my other friend Andy. Anyways, <laughs> I, I, identifying with your mom, or, exactly. Or what, yeah, yeah. So that actually is the three aspects, right? We got the maiden, mother, and maiden, crone. mother, and crone. Interesting. Um, but you and so those have other meanings. The maiden, mother, and crone. It's the the younger aspect. They're all the aspect of you is basically what what they're aspects of. But um, you have the younger version, the older, wise woman and the child who's ready for anything let's go again that's <laughs> let's right try it again and it's so it sounds and and the car of your life going going on a journey wow going down a journey it's funny the um yeah so the reason you had a driveway though was so you could go backwards down the road and pick up maybe where you left off in some particular situation and you might look around for more cr- clues to what that might be but the fire again can be passion but it could be that something is intensifying 
there's an opportunity coming again. You need to go back into that opportunity. The smoke is kind of a veil, a veil veil again, or or something hidden that's yet to be revealed. That's true. Yeah, because I could not see. um, Yeah, I couldn't see through the smoke at all. It was very thick. Yeah. Yeah, the fire was on the left or the right? It was on the right. On the right, okay. So that's projective energy. It would be called masculine energy or projective. So you're being prepared to go forward. You're being, you are prepared to face and deal with what's going on. And it's all an act. It's all an act, yeah. Yeah, so the difficult, it's that there were, these were not just actors, but stunt. They were doing stunts and so forth. So that had all been planned, right, and worked through. And so you're prepared. You're ready to go. Whatever this journey is, you're being assured, reassured that you're ready. Interesting. Ready, right? See? Yeah. 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 Now, I don't know if I even... It, what, I tried to figure it out on my own. And, mm. um, yeah, no, I, I didn't get... I didn't figure it out. But that feels right. <laughs> the the yeah. thing I did... Uh, think well maybe it was a warning is because like I said the the fires were two days later yes right so it could yes I would say it could be a little bit about the fact that fires were coming but how about this that even the symbols that are real here in this world are symbolic of other things for each of us as well yeah so yes, a fire's going on. It's tragic. Houses burn. Animals, animals get yeah. That's Ugh. that hurts more than anything. Animals get hurt. Yeah. People can get hurt. It's yes. scary. Um, and so <laughs> that's no symbolism in the moment. You're dealing with all of that stuff. But that you're that that we have a world of people watching. It's symbolic of a variety of things for us as well. As well. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. That was a. <laughs> So that was, that was lucid dreaming. And um, uh, yeah, I've, so speaking of that. Um, I had wanted to talk about Lincoln's dream yes. that I just found out Oh my out gosh, about. yes. Please. So and one of the things um, that I didn't go over, but we, I think we all know this at this point. You know, we in psychology would say that dreams are um, used for us anyway. They're here for us to process emotions and all of those odd and strange things that are in them, you know, <laughs> flying goats and, <laughs> and the falling dreams and half cat, um, half yeah, apples talking to you and yeah, yeah half cat, half, half dolphin. dolphin. <laughs> it's like, what the heck is that? <laughs> um, the, that those are the emotions preceded all of those symbols, actually. It's the emotion that's the important <laughs> thing. And all these things are coming back up to bring you an emotion. So when you wake up from a dream, the hope is one of, sometimes the only thing we can remember is that there is an impression of emotion, of a yes. feeling of some kind. And so to that, and that goes around with you. It is amazing to me how detailed when I wake up, um, it doesn't happen a lot, but I wake up very, a lot of details. And then it just all goes away. I go, I go, let me get up and go to the restroom. Let me get some coffee. Okay, I'm ready to write it down. What was that again? Exactly. Ugh. But you but you have the feeling of sometimes it's like, oh, that was a really good one. Or, gosh, I'm so gosh, sad. Yeah. 
and and you can get back into the feeling and maybe that's more important than the the flying fish and the <laughs> <laughs> the flying fish I was very fish. sad about that flying fish <laughs> but to ask yourself what what the sadness might be that's relevant to what's going on your life in your life at this time um, and if you forget it, it's all fine. You processed it. You worked it through. Oh. Dreams relieve stress. Um, sometimes they actually help you with healing. I told you there'd be trains. There's a train. <laughs> Ooh, I don't like it. And it's not a dream. Or is it? <laughs> or is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but Link, I found out that Abraham Lincoln... Um, the day that he died, he had a little party with at, at his home, he and Mary. <laughs> um, and he was mentioning that dreams seem to be very important. Um, there's a report that says um, a friend said was saying that he said, do you know that it's in 16 chapters of the Bible? something about dreams and what dreams mean oh, and yeah. understanding dreams. He said, so dreams must be very important to God. And I think everybody was looking at him like, okay. really? <laughs> and, and then he said, I've had this dream that's been bothering me. And so it, apparently it had repeated a few times, but it's him walking through the White House and he kept hearing um, crying and wailing and he's, he was like, but he couldn't see anybody. He would go room to room in the dream, and there was nobody there. But around him, in his ears, he would hear crying and weeping and so forth. And then he found a room. He walked into this big room, conference room, and there was a body laid out. There was a group of people sitting in front and around the body, and then there were soldiers guarding the body, and he was very concerned about that, and he walked up. He could see the body, but there was, there was a handkerchief or something over the face, and he's saying, who is this, uh, to the soldier, to one of the soldiers, and he's, the soldier said, the president has died. And he's like, I'm the president. <laughs> but... Then that night he went to the theater and he was assassinated. Wow. So wow. he so there's there's evidence of that. And I often think whether it's a dream or not, but we we often get messages about and it's not, I'm not just saying death, but about our life going forward, yes. about circumstances, about things we couldn't cope with or were fearful of. And so he clearly got a message, and we do get messages in dreams as well. Yeah, yeah. and and of course, my favorite dreams now now these days are um, my mom. You know, my mom oh, coming through yes. and and visiting with her. So it's you know I try and prolong those dreams as much as possible. Like, oh, I get to have a visit with my mom for a little bit. Do you sit and talk with her? Yeah, I think. I mean. I, so I don't know if it was you who told me that, that you feel that she's one of my guides. Maybe it was Often Michael. It, that, well, it may well be one of your guides with the face of your mother Mo yeah. there. Um, if there was a 
deeper or further message. Um, it's, it's, it's not as if I am totally certain of all of this, but um, older wisdom, ancient wisdom, would say that usually your family members are there as a support, but you have other guides and inspirers, like I was saying earlier, um, who are in a higher place, who've been through, they've finished off the difficulties of life, the karma of life, and they have come back to help you. But will you listen to someone you don't know? That's will a good you point. recognize someone you're thinking, I don't know that if I've seen this person. So that uh, there's a projection of the faces of loved ones sometimes can be the case as well. That's an, that triggers a memory that um, a very dear friend of mine, um, w- which we are also in the goddess path. Mm. Um, yeah. she's, when my mom passed, she said, um, may she be greeted by the goddess and may she look like the Virgin Mary to make her feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that would work. Which, exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah. expi- Having comfort and feeling, <laughs> feeling like you know who's around you, especially at the time of passing, is very, very important. But it's it's that too is often said. They are there are family members who are ready to be there to assist you and bring you home or bring you to them along with your guides. There there's an acknowledgement in medium when I've done mediumship sessions, I've gotten family members most certainly who have said, "Don't worry about." you know, aunt so-and-so, <laughs> you know, Aunt Nancy, we brought her over. They're making that connection. And sometimes with that, there is a sense of I can see, I can feel that there are guides around as well. There is an assistance all the way through. And I think, and it, it's, again, not, how do I know? But it does feel, it does seem that the family members are also in connection with their guides and they're still connected. They are connected then to the guides of one who's passing over. Mm-hmm. And it may, it, again, we are vibration. We are layers of vibration. Our thoughts are layered. And so our connection to spirit is so layered and when you go into deep meditation, you're not surprised by any of it, which is what's so fascinating. Yeah, you're not surprised when you're in meditation, but when you're dreaming, you're like, wait, why? Emotion, <laughs> because it's about emotions. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so your fears come up, your anxieties come up. Um, you're like, what is again, what is that over there? Um, you're chasing shadows. Shadows are chasing you. Mm. So what are the things that you're afraid of? So you're dealing with that. That's a whole different aspect than, all right, I feel shadows around me and I'm comfortable and I'm leaving the earth plane for the spirit plane. That's a whole different, that's a whole different thing than dreams. And uh, I was mentioning that we were, we were talking about um, sleep paralysis and, oh my goodness! Yeah, that yeah. is, and that's where now that's eerie. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of eerie, and we're still we're still working on that, figuring that out. But um, that is something I that has come. I think up. several listeners probably would understand this, or maybe heard stories of this. There, there's something um, that 
has a variety of names, but the hag syndrome, which is that people will feel while they're they're laying there sleeping, minding their own business, and they'll (laughs) feel like someone has their hand holding them down or a pressure on their chest, and they will see they'll see what they think is either a demon or an old hag or something they don't understand, but it's holding them down and there's a feeling of foreboding. Mm. And you start to have a sense, I need to I need to get out of this, I need to wake up, and the panic brings you out. And, um, and it's considered a sleep paralysis um, by psychologists that, um, that are, that's, um, something to do with brain chemistry. Um, It can be about anxiety and stress. Um, Many people who have anxiety do have this, but many people do not. But if you're talking about metaphysical realms, yes, people would say, so who or what is holding you back or even assisting you with your fear and, and, allowing a an anxiety to come in to trigger this is something you need to work on get rid of walk through but it's very distressing i do know that people the the people that i've met who have dealt with this or are dealing with it are not sure whether there's really a being or not they would like to think it's psychological but they're not sure because it feels like there's someone and they have either been chased or they're being pursued still well maybe it's easier to um the brain each person's brain each individual mm-hmm. it's easier for them to see a figure holding them down rather than they themselves this is their anxiety holding them down right right i, I agree with that and also we don't we can't see the brain chemistry no. and <laughs> so like, what is that all you know is your feelings feel very very real um but it is a type of dream, and it's for those people, it's often reoccurring. Yeah. Um, but you can certainly have a fearful, fear-based dream where you're, you just wake up very anxious. Um, I, falling dreams are one of the ones, for me, I find really interesting. Oh, yeah. They used to say, if you, hit, if you hit, if you hit bottom, well, then that's it. You're not going to live. Well, I've hit bottom before. It, <laughs> I was like, and I woke up going, <gasps> what's going to happen now? Is it okay? <laughs> okay, take some really deep breaths. We've watched too many <laughs> horror going. movies. Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And all my desire was, well, get up and fly again. Come on. Come on. It was fun. It was fun flying and dipping and soaring. But see, nothing happened to you, right? You fell? Okay. No, No, I'm dead. I'm sorry. (laughs) It is the Halloween show. (laughs) The week after Halloween. The week after Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's, 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 It's the... The fearful ones are really interesting. Have you had any dreams where you've like walked through a basement? It's like you keep going down, 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 and down and down. Those those are those are unsettling dreams. And that's really taking. I mean, because I know in meditation, I've I've heard that in a guided meditation. And now you're walking and now down walking the steps. Down the down, steps. Down, yes. Down. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's relaxing you. That shouldn't be scaring you. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. That shouldn't be scaring you. That should be relaxing you. Although I kind of do prefer the ones that go up, up, up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Very much so, 
Um, oh gosh, this so we could keep, just keep talking and talking and, and talking, talking about, about this. <laughs> this so much. Um, so oh, so if you um, remember your dreams, you can analyze them. You you can go to a therapist if you wish or talk with a friend Never but a you can to go to therapist. though I, I i had said previously one of the reasons you remember a dream is that you are working on it you're processing it and so you might as well just go ahead and sit with it um here we go with meditation again just go ahead yeah. and sit in meditation with the feelings maybe you will have written your dream out and it's a good idea to, and then you can see what, and also as you write, as you write anything, more comes while you're writing, That's more true. memories come, um, impressions, more emotions, more feelings come up as well. And if you can start saying, yes, the, with this symbol, I felt this, or with this moment, I felt that. Um, just getting in touch with the feelings is all you're really trying to do and see how that is relating to what's going on in your life hmm. in the present moment. So um, I thought it would. Oh, oh, nope. We have a card, don't we? Would you like to look at the tarot card for the day? Yes. <laughs> is for it the appropriate? Week, for the week, yes. It's the Ten of Wands, which again... Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever had this card pulled. I, mm. I'm sure I have, but I can't remember. I know I've had wands pulled, mm-hmm. but what does the Do you want to describe it a little bit? Okay, so it is um, a gentleman, and uh, he's holding ten reeds, is it? Wands, yes. Which are wands? Oh, yeah, yes. well, duh. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wands are made from reeds, from yes. branches. So he's holding ten in both hands, and his head is in, uh, in hitting them like the middle of them, <laughs> right? He's hitting them, they're hitting him. And, yeah, <laughs> yes. and he's walking forward. Yes. One foot forward, left foot forward. Mm-hmm. And then there's a town behind there. Um, I can't tell if his foot is underneath something or he's taking his first steps Ooh. into a new path. I might be getting too detailed. <laughs> no, no. That's interesting. I, I always see something new in the cards. Um, so the ten, so the wands are the fire element, um, and they are about growth and going on a journey and new things coming into being, um, because the wands are alive. That's why you see plant life (laughs) coming in at the, on the ends of them. And this is about work or renewal especially when we're talking about tens because it's the one and the zero so it's a new beginning it's not a one but it's a ten so it's a renewal and he's being his thought in this in these cards with his head pushed forward going some people would say he's walking uphill um, others would just say that um, he's passionate. Uh, he's passionate about something, and so he's got his head down and he's moving forward. He's not going to think about it. He's just going to go forward and get the job done, whatever that may be. So it has to do with what other cards, the, what the other cards would say, might relate to. Um, you know, if we if we go ahead and sit here and liken it to the dreams, why would he? Why would you get the ten of wands? Um, is that 
there are various aspects, the ten the twin ten wands or reeds. There, there are various aspects of your dream that you need to look at, that you need to understand various emotions that mm-hmm. you're dealing with, and that it's worthwhile spending time working on it, looking at all of it so that you can proceed forward with your life. And um, he is not turning. He's, he's got his back to us. Um, so he's saying the past is the past. Oh, um, his vision is all about using his tools, using his wands. Um, so d- do you change your interpretation of a card if it's picked up? Depending reversed? on what it's here for. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm if sorry. And if it's reversed. Yeah, upside down. Um, I read, um, after all these years, what I like doing is not just reading reversals because I think all the information of shadows and light are uh-huh. in the are in each and every card. So I do what is called reading in the divine. So I have my cards upright and it's about how each card relates to the next card in the story of the reading or, you know, the issue at hand. And I will express both the shadow and the light, depending on what the other cards are doing. If they are more positive, then I'm looking to the positive. But I'll always tell people what the warnings are of the cards and what the challenges are that you face with what each card means. Yeah, I like Mm -hmm. that. See, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I also feel like this card um, is that. What do you, yeah, what do you feel about it? Oh, well, I feel <laughs> it's um, appropriate to the season as well. Um, mm. it, it is now autumn 2017. And, and so we're about moving to go forward. into October. Yeah. Ten. Well, <laughs> sort of. The 10th <laughs> ten month. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the 10th month. We are in the 10th month. <laughs> we are again going and about to get ready for the 11th month. month. Yeah. yeah. Which, um, yeah, I don't know if it's. Uh, it's interesting that they're, it's very brown. The, the ground is brown. The reeds are brownish. Um, because I don't know. It must be from like childhood, from elementary. Say, yeah, the fallow field now. Yeah. There's nothing growing. But the soil is preparing exactly. itself. Yeah, new, so that is totally. The new season, yes. Yeah. New se- yeah. And then red is, um, well, I see I... I Associate energy. red with action. Yeah, yeah action and energy. Yeah, yeah. I do too. Yes. Yeah, and he's blonde, so. which I find interesting. I've never I never noticed a blonde uh, character in the tarot. I'm sure there's many, the, but I yeah, didn't. Yeah, the, the, he's the blonde. He's the, the blonde masculine figure of the lover's card. Of, oh. um, there, there are several, yeah, where he's... He's part. He's the. He's often the. He's the king of wands oh. here, or becoming the king of wands in this in this journey. Awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, so I thought it would be nice if um, you led a sleep meditation. <laughs> Let's be clear. So if I haven't already put people to sleep. <laughs> you have not. <laughs> so this is going to be a sleep meditation. So please, 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 do not. Be operating machinery or driving, driving. a car. <laughs> yes. Right. So as if, I thought it would be nice to set it up as if you were preparing yourself for the night and preparing yourself to remember your dreams. 
um, and to sit well with yourself and be well with yourself before you go to sleep. So be sure to put paper and a pen by your bed in case you wake up to recall a dream. When all is said and done for the day, as you get ready for bed and remove your clothes, also with that remove your cares and concerns for the day as well. Let yourself feel lighter and more relaxed. Yawning is a good thing to do. I always think that's funny for some reason, but I think just to make yourself yawn and relax actually feels really good. Um, when you lie down to relax, place your hands over your heart and feel you are relaxing even more. You are at home and you are at peace. And take a deep breath in and breathe out. And at this point, review your day. Be detailed about it. Think about the events of the day. Think about what you've accomplished. Think about what did and did not work out for you in the day. But don't judge yourself. Be more in the place of the observer than the one in action. You just You're just simply reviewing. You are looking positively at yourself and your experiences. If you come to something you don't like or regret that was upsetting you, Think about what you've learned from these events instead. See yourself as a student in life and that you know that you did the best that you could and that you can try again another day. And just before, as you're drifting and thinking, feel gratitude in your heart that you are here in this life. You are the creative child of the universe, of the divine Remember that this is a sacred life and you are contributing to the world. And finally, feel your body against the bed. Relax. And for a little time, just feel yourself being. And you can even start down at your feet and go up through your legs, relaxing each part of you, legs to hips, hips to torso, the arms, your neck, your head, and just breathe in and out and feel a little bit of a luminous quality, an easy going quality. Feel that around your body, relax and drift off to sleep. And ask to consciously remember your dreams. Feel gratitude for this moment for the contentment of this time. Om Shanti. And Om Shanti means I am a peaceful soul. Mm. Well. Wake up, everyone. No, <laughs> Wake up, Paul Relax. Preston. You're Relax. our engineer. <laughs> Thank you, Paul Preston, for being our engineer. <laughs> Thank you, David Shostak, for your music. Um, and I want to thank everybody for joining us in Cruising the Light and Shadows. And thank you for being with us and in your waking and your sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Sheila Kicha Marie reminding you that love is everywhere. Our lives touch everyone and everything. So please go forth in love. <laughs>